You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. I'm watching on the couch, as most of you know, because I'm old. I can't move. So you got to join me. And understand that Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those like me who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out all the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Well, the Jaguars have a tough task this weekend because they have to stop some pass rushers named Ingram and Bosa out west in California. This is Tony Wiggins with the Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. Well, how do you do it? How do you do something that you haven't shown the ability to do all year? And what that is is step up when you have to step up and do the thing that you have to do when you have to do it. And by that, I mean uh, to stop a team that hasn't been able to win games, win close games from fixing that and winning a close game uh, against you. The Jaguars have gone up against teams that haven't been able to do things uh, prior to playing them and haven't been able to stop those teams from fixing themselves, right? So they've been like this vaccine, uh, if you will, no pun intended, but that's exactly what they've been. They've been a vaccine for everything that's gone wrong with every single opponent that they've played. So the team that they play this week are the Chargers, and the Chargers' problem is they haven't been able to close out games against good teams, good teams. They've come close, but no dice. The Jaguars aren't a good team. The Chargers are looking for a victory. What do you think is going to happen? What I think is going to happen is the Jaguars are going to travel out west and find themselves playing against a rookie quarterback and Justin Herbert, playing against some pass rushers and some big receivers that know how to go up and high point the football, playing against an offensive line that hasn't really distinguished themselves. Uh, They haven't played poorly, but they haven't played great. This is a problem that the Chargers have had ever since they were in San Diego, and they still struggle with it a little bit in Los Angeles. But they're a lively bunch on defense. It's a defense that the Jaguars should know very well because it's the same one that they're running because Gus Bradley, the former head coach, and, of course, the uh, mentor of Todd Wash is the defensive coordinator. So, the Jaguars won't have any <clears> – <throat> they won't have any excuse, if you will, and that's what that <clears throat> was all about because they, they're full of good reasons why they haven't won games. They don't have any excuse to not do well or not be prepared this week because they know exactly what they're facing because they face it every day in practice. That doesn't mean anything, though, because the Jaguars seem to find a reason to lose these games. So they're very familiar with the defense. They're very familiar with the concepts – Jay Gruden has a built-in, he has a plug right down the hallway in Todd Wash. They ought to know exactly how to attack. They haven't been able to attack anything the last few weeks. So I'm going to explore some of the reasons why I think the Jaguars will get beat. You ready? 
because that's what they always do. They always find a way to lose games, especially the ones that, that you think they're going to be competitive, and they really find a way to lose games that you don't think they're going to be competitive in, and this is one of them. So I don't, I don't think that there's going to be anything different. You know, I don't want to give you false optimism and false hope because that would be phony of me to do so. So um, good luck. That's all I'm going to tell you, Jaguar fans. I hope that there's something for you to cheer about, some optimism for you to have. I don't see what I can tell you other than expect the Jaguars to Jaguar when Sunday comes. And maybe because it'll be a bye week, that'll make the management and the ownership of the team decide that they need to figure out a way to announce that they're going in a different direction, right? Right. You can hear this daily podcast every day here because it's your team here every day on Locked on Jaguars. And you can subscribe here on Google Podcasts. All right, coming up. I'm going to find out, I'm going to ask a question. It's the missing, it's the case of the missing DJ Chark. And what I mean, and I'm not going to blame him for it. I'm going to blame Jay Gruden because Jay Gruden, when he took this job, made a promise that he has not kept. We're going to discuss that promise. We'll do it here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. All right, man. So Sunday, the one and five team goes out west. It's never good for a team to go out west. It's really never good for a team to go out west against the team that they appear to be nowhere near as good as. So, you know, let's break down some of the things that were promised to him in this first segment. When Jake Gruden in his introductory press conference, and I listened to him today on the team presser, and he talked, you know, he talked to talk, man. You listen to him, man, and it all sounds good. That's one thing about coaches. They, they're trained in PR, and they're trained to, to be able to articulate and tell you what's going on and what they got to do and, and how they got to get it right. It all sounds good. It all sounds really, really good, and it all sounds really impressive. And that's why guys can keep their job when that's the kind of stuff that you're looking for. But the bottom line is, is they, you know, it's, it's going to be the same thing. And I told you guys that from the ability to find guys who can make plays and different guys that can make plays, Jay Gruden was your guy. To find a quarterback that can put up stats, he did it with Kirk Cousins, Jay Gruden was your guy. To find a running back that can do things that's going to be, you know, different and surprise you, Jay Gruden was your guy. And I thought they would get more production out of the tight end because he normally was able to do that too with the Washington football team. Jay Gruden was your guy. To find three or four different wide receivers that's going to catch the ball at different times during the week, especially from a fantasy football perspective, Jay Gruden was your guy. To, to put up points every now and then and surprise you and make comebacks in games, he was your guy. To win and play winning football from a week-to-week basis and be consistent, Jay Gruden was your, not your guy. To confuse you and make you go, why did he do that and scratch your head? That's Jay Gruden. And now you're starting to see exactly what I'm talking about when I said early in the year in a podcast that Gruden was gone Gruden. So Gruden was gone Gruden means something else to me. And you know what else it means? He, he made a promise that early in the year what he was going to do is DJ Chalk was a guy he's going to circle. He's going to move him around. He's going to put him in different formations. He's going to, you know, feature him, have him all over the place. He's going to put him here, put him in. Maybe he has. And if that's the case, then I stand corrected. You know, I ain't going to sit here and tell you I've been banging tape, you know, trying to figure out, you know, where's Chark. But I notice I don't hear any announcers bringing that up. And I don't notice it in the games to where 
they're really doing it to the effect that that's his first option. And if that's his first option and DJ isn't getting open, then that's a discussion that we need to have. It's not the discussion that's being had right now, though. The discussion that's being had right now is that DJ Chark says he's open in the ball. Matter of fact, DJ Chark says we are open. All of us are open and the ball isn't coming out. And all of the credible people around town that I hear, on, whether it's on radio or in, in the written era, area or even on television, they're saying Minshew's just not, he, he's off. He's off. And, of course, you look at the stats and you look at the people that really support Gardner Minshew, what they're telling you is, well, look at the numbers. Yeah, and I'm watching the game, too, and I see they're way behind and then nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. There's a lot of dinking and dunking because they know, teams know that, Okay, the Jaguars, yeah, I give you all of this underneath stuff, and you can have all of those. You can have those last 140 yards in these next two drives because you're so far behind that it's going to take you 10 plays each one of those drives to get the ball down the field, and you're going you're gonna to kill the clock, and you ain't going to have time because you, you're three scores back. So that's what that's all about. You can have all of that time. Where's Chark? Where's your best player on offense? How come he isn't featured? And there's folks that really don't know the game, and, and this has nothing to do with playing, and, and I hate when people do that, so I won't sit here and rip people and do it too bad to other people. But the bottom line is, is if you're blaming him for a ball when a guy was able to make a good play and stick his hand in, in, in his chest and rip it out, then you, you're crazy. Okay, he, he could have come down with it, and maybe you can even argue that a small part of him should have come down with the ball the other day in Detroit. But he had three steps on that dude. And I saw Christian Kirk the other night against Dallas catch a ball when he had three steps on the Dallas defensive back. Christian Kirk had to reach his hands out in front of him and keep running. DJ Chark had to slow down. And it gave the defender a chance to catch up to be able to stick his hand into the belly of DJ Chark. Christian Kirk had to keep running and he had to fingertip the ball in. That's because Kyler Murray has a stronger arm, right? He doesn't have to put air under the ball like that. He doesn't have to throw an anticipatory throw to a guy that's wide open. He can gun it and let that guy go get it. Correct? You feel me? And when I say correct, it's, I, know you, I can't hear you answer me. It's rhetorical because I know I'm right. Because I know I'm right. And there's nobody that's going to say it, at least from, not from down there, because what they're trying to do is keep everybody together. But somebody did tell me they wanted to see this year what they had in Gardner. What, what do we have? They weren't convinced, but they were going to give him every chance. What do we have? Do we have a guy who, who can win six, seven, eight, nine games? Or we do we actually have a franchise guy? I think best case scenario with a really good team around him, you have a guy that can win six, seven, eight, nine games. That's what you got. And I think they know it. And people are going, wait, 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 he's better than Borders and Borders won ten. Yeah, Borders won ten and he didn't play Watson. Go back and look at the quarterbacks that Borders played that year. Go back and look at the blessings that came in the form of a schedule 
one of the worst schedules in the league that the Jaguars had to play that year. And go back and look what happened every time the Jaguars really during the regular season played a team that had a real good quarterback. The league isn't like that anymore. These quarterbacks ain't playing with you now. You think it's a game if you want to. Look at the rest of the Jaguars' schedule and look at the quarterbacks they have to play. That is a position that you cannot have a great divide. You get, of course, every week one team's quarterback is better than the other, but you can't have a great divide. I mean, a real big disadvantage. Look at some of the throws these guys are making and look at the throws that Gardner has to make because of his physical limitations. And that's why you'll see the frustration on the face of the wide receivers for the Jaguars. The Jaguars have to get into to the position where they're not forcing their guys to, to, to deal with those limitations. And it, it's unfortunate that you're bad enough to, to be in that position. But while you're in that position, you better fix it. You better not, you better not set yourself up for another seven or eight years of mediocrity and not be able to land one of those guys. While, you, while you're in position to land one of those guys, you missed the last time you were there when you drafted Bortles. You, you can't put yourself in, in a situation again where you end up with Gabbert or you end up with a bunch of guys that you've ended up with ever since Brunel left. Bortles was your shot and you missed it. Well, now you're going to end up back up there. You got to take another swing at it. You missed your chance the last time because you were you were married and you were you were connected at the hip with Bortles and you passed up on Mahomes and Watson and all of those dudes. Well, you know what? You're learning your lesson now. You can't do it. You need an elite dude at quarterback. Period. You absolutely need a unique guy at quarterback. I want to tell you why I don't think the Jaguars ownership should approve any trades unless they involve draft choices. No more trades involving getting players to come in here. Don't add any more veteran players. I'll tell you why in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I love me some Built Bar. Let me tell you why. Because, one, it tastes great. Two, it's because it makes me look great even while I'm eating something that tastes great. That's right. Built Bar is the real deal and has 18 great flavors, some with nuts, some without nuts. That's right. Built Bar is for real. Packed with protein. Tastes so good, it's good from a figure, and it's good also from a palate, man. It is the best-tasting protein bar on the market, and I keep telling you guys, you need to go to BuiltBar.com right now and get your favorite flavor. Mine, I love the mint brownie, but I'm also kind of addicted to that peanut butter, too. You can get the same thing at BuiltBar.com, and if you put the promo code in, locked on, you know you're going to get 20% off your first order of those Built Bars. That's right. Built Bar is the best taste of protein bar on the market, and I love it, and you will love it too, and your family will love it. They're good, they're nutritious, and they taste great. It's Built Bar. Okay, fellas, I know there's a stigma sometimes to erectile dysfunction, and you don't have to deal with that stigma, and you don't have to be embarrassed. There's no need to do that. You don't also have to make excuses and try to self-diagnose. What you need to do is... You need to find out about Roman. It's called Get Roman, and you can go to GetRoman.com. That's right, GetRoman.com, where from the privacy of your own home, you can talk to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine you need 
uh, for your ED. That's right. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn, and you can get $50 off of your first month of ED treatment. It's private, it's free, and your online visit uh, is free, and you can get free two-day shipping. That's right. It's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. It's discreet, it's private, and there is no stigma. There is no embarrassment. It's with a real licensed healthcare professional, and you don't have to self-diagnose, and you can get rid of that stigma, no embarrassment to it, and it's private, man. Get it taken care of at GetRoman.com and use the promo code Locked On and start saving right now. All right, third final segment here on Hump Day on a Wednesday. Here's why you don't let, if I'm Tony Khan and everybody, unless, unless it's injury-related and you just need people and you need bodies, here's why if I'm shot or whoever it is, Tony, whoever, I tell them, Unless it's injury related, don't I'm 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 castrating you. I'm not letting you bring players in here. The reason why I'm telling you that is because you ain't gonna be here anyway. So I don't want you I don't want you signing anybody to contracts or bringing anybody in here that I don't know if we're gonna keep them or not. Especially if they have if you're making trades and those guys have multiple years left on the contracts, don't do it. If it's some street free agent and you're bringing it in for the rest of the year just to make sure that we're solid enough to be able to field the team, okay, I don't mind. But don't go wasting my money signing these dudes. Find a young dude. Field the team and do the best you can with what we got. But unless you're moving somebody and you're clearing space and you're getting draft picks or it's somebody that we have on our roster that we're not going to retain, i.e. D.D. Westbrook, i.e. Taven Bryan, or somebody making a ton of money and we ain't going to retain them anyway, that they have a lot of money left, like Andrew Norwell or something, if we decide we're going to move on from him. And and some veteran team that needs something, wants to call and get him off of our hands, DeJuan Smoot, something like that, and you're going to get draft picks, go ahead and make a move. Get them off our roster. Clear the books. Get draft choices. Let's set this thing up for whoever's coming next. Do us a favor. But your days of your days of playing chess and checkers and and trying to and trying to figure this out for yourself and all of that is done. It's a done daughter. We're finished. The product doesn't work. And at some point, all of us, we need to take a group picture in front of this mirror. We got to stop pointing the finger at people that left here and stop pointing the finger and talking about anybody that left and talking about scenarios. We need to take a group picture right in front of this mirror. And when we start trying to assess blame and say, well, whose fault is it? We all need to smile and say, it's us. This is us. We are the reason. Shad, Tony, Dave. And Doug and Todd and Jay, you can you and you and McAdoo, y'all can take the photo because y'all ain't been here long enough. But y'all are part of it. Y'all can y'all can come in, but we'll give you a little bit of a pass. It's us. And you need to post it on on your website and, and say it's our fault. It's not Jalen's fault. It's not Yannick's fault. It ain't Coughlin's fault. It ain't Leonard's fault. It ain't Gus's fault. It ain't none of those people's fault. It's us. We did it. 
Ultimately, we did it. They were a part of it, but we did it. And really, the main people that need to take the picture is Shad and Dave and, 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 and Tony. Yep, it was us. This was on us. Take responsibility for it. It was us. And we got to do better. You get so much credibility from the fans, you would, you would not believe. It was us. We're going to fix it. No, 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 no. We ain't going to fix it. It was us. I'm going to fix it as the owner. I'm going to put. If you, it, you can put Lamping in there if you want to since he's the team president. We're going we're gonna to get it right. The next person you see in front of this camera will be totally in charge. And we're going to start over. Because you deserve it. We're going to start over. And the next person I bring in here is going to be a person with a proven track record who knows how to run a football company. Who's going to coach the people up under him. It's going to be a date. It doesn't, have, it doesn't mean it's not going to be fun. Because winning is fun. Right? It, it's going to be hard work. It doesn't mean the person that's going to come here is going to be rude. Or, or somebody you can't speak to. But it's going to be about football. It's going to be about winning. It's going to be a place where the players want to play. Everybody wants to be here. Everybody's going to be on the same page. The media's going to love covering the team. It's going to be exciting for the fans. They're going to have an identity. Anybody going to be mean for no reason? Nobody going to be mad at each other? Family business is going to be kept in-house. Everything's going to be done with a purpose. Nobody going to act like they got nothing to prove. No agenda. The only agenda is to win. Right? That's what the fans want. And they're going to come up with an identity. They're going to play with toughness. They're going to have a wide open offense. They're going to be in great shape. They're going to be smart. They're going to have competitiveness. They're not going to act like the players are so freaking fragile that they won't like competition at every single position. They're going to, they're going to build a locker room so that this is how they're going to compete. They're not going to, they're not going to worry about the ceiling. They're going to worry about the floor. It's going to be so competitive that the floor is going to start coming up that there's no way to go but up. The worst player on the team is going to be pushing the next guy, and they're going to be pushing the next guy until he's going to make everybody lift the team up until the guys up top can't do nothing but keep pushing the roof up because there's no room at the bottom. That's how you get better. And it's going to permeate throughout the locker room, and the fans are going to feel it, and it's going to resonate. The fans will feel the energy from the team instead of the team getting their energy from the fans. Right? Right. That's, that, that's what I hope eventually happens. That people won't be looking to the fans for answers and telling what's wrong with you. People be looking to what's, you know, you know what we'll find out what's going on in Jacksonville? When you turn on the All-22 or when you turn on the TV and you watch them play. You want to find out what's wrong? No, not what's wrong, but what's going on in Jacksonville? Turn on the tape. That's what's going on in Jacksonville. And it speaks for itself. 
I don't want the fans to have to answer for the team or be the answer. I want a fan to be a part of the team and to be a part of the fun. I want the team. I don't want media guys to have to be explaining anything. I want, you know what I want? I want you to turn the tape on and I want the answers to come from what you see. And I want us to celebrate with the fans. I want the media to start celebrating and just talk about it. I want these shows to turn into barbecues instead of obituaries. And eulogies. I want these to be fiestas. But the only way we're going to do that, man, is the team gets better. We're hustling backwards. We've been doing it for nine out of the last ten years. So it's a call for change. It's a call for change to the organization. You don't have to change up, though, what podcast you listen to because we're here every day because it's your team every day and it's locked on Jaguars. And you can follow along on Spotify, but you can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Apple. And, of course, you can subscribe on Google Podcasts. Remember, my thing is for you guys to take care of each other and we can get it right. And hopefully this football team will get it right. It's your man, Tony Wiggins. I'll be every day, same time, same place, locked on Jaguars. Take care of each other. Bye.